0: You're listening to the Real Estate Runway Podcast, powered by Quattro Capital, where we are all about alternative business and investment strategies to help you amplify life and maximize wealth. Here's your host, the recovering engineer turned multifamily investor, Chad Sutton. All right, Real Estate Runway family. Today, my man Mo is going to come on here with me, and we're going to do a Quattro Roundtable Edition. We're going to talk about being a beginner to investing. Like, how do you think about where you're going? What assets you want to go into? What is the mindset you have to buy back your time? Literally replace your time trading for income with assets that provide you that time freedom. So we're going to have a great episode today. If you get any value out of this or any other show, please share it. Please write us that five-star review and thoughtful comment. That's the only way that you can pay it forward and get this information to someone else who can probably use it. So pay it forward. If you want to be on the show, I'd love it if you would apply at thequattroway.com slash podcast. This show is made from interviews from people just like you. So I I I love my conversations on this show. It's much better than me droning on and on about what it is we do here at Quattro. So check it out. Love to have you on. We are a full service investment firm, y'all, in the real estate world. Check us out at thequatroway.com slash invest, check out our opportunities, build a relationship, and see if we're a good fit for each other. Now and now we're in the future. Okay. And check us out on social media. YouTube, TikTok, at the Real Estate Runway podcast. We just had a video go viral with 90,000 views and counting. So that was pretty neat. Thank you all for those who swiped or whatever it is you do on TikTok. And the general social media is at Team Quattro Capital. One word, no special characters. With That's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Or just the easy button is visit us at thequattroway.com. And all of our social medias are linked right there under the partner pages. So check us out. Love to interact with you wherever it is you like to interact. Without further ado, let's get right into the show. I'm excited to have a man, Mo, back on the Real Estate Runway. Here we go. All right, all right, all right, Real Estate Runway family. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Runway podcast. This is Quattro Roundtable Edition, and I got my man, Mo, here on the line. Mo, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? What's happening? Good. If you guys don't know Mo, follow him on social media. The guy is like, as long as he has his macbook and his apple iphone he can work from anywhere in the world and he exercises that freely we just require that he has his satellite phone ready at all times but good to have
1: you back on the show dude yeah man of course bro and even isn't that funny even with us even we're business partners and stuff we have to catch each other so i canceled everything today because i'm getting on a plane tomorrow and i'm like nope can't cancel (laughs) (laughs) chat will kill me if i cancel this call so no you are the only thing i'm doing today I feel important, as
0: should you, Real Estate Runway listeners, because these partner episodes, I think they're the best. We just, we have they such are. a good time they talking are. together. Hey, but the topic I wanted to get into today for our listeners and our loyal following here is investing in real estate, a beginner's guide to building wealth. And I wanted to bring you on the show because this has really been a passion of yours since your 20s, mm-hmm. and it's really mm-hmm. paid off. And you've taken a different avenue that a lot have, and, and it's worked out very well. Why don't we start with what did your journey look like? And maybe I'll share some notes on mine as well. But if you're talking to someone who's, okay, I want to invest in real estate. I don't know much about it. How do we skip the line, then take some of the lessons that, that Mo, myself, and the team have learned to help them succeed faster?
1: Man, I was on something else yesterday or two days ago, and the host on it got me to tear up a little bit. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm being honest because- Challenge accepted. I can only cry once a month, man. But he asked me a question. He said, what would you advise your 23-year-old? What would you advise your younger self? And what I said was, I, I said I was proud of my younger self. I really am. I don't know what he was thinking. All I know is that at some point, because I bought a place to live, it appreciated back in the day. This is 2002. I didn't know what equity was. My father explained it to me. There was no Google. There was no Yahoo. There was just a library. And I fondly say that my first mentor was aisle six of the Fairfax County Virginia Library because I was always there. There was nothing else to learn, right? So I figured out this concept of, let me back up for one second. This is the most important thing. You got to have a why for this stuff. It just doesn't work if you don't have a why. And my why was I started traveling when I was 15. I went to France for 30 days with an exchange student who stayed with me the previous summer inner city knucklehead me experienced a lot of stuff like French food, French castles, French wine, French girls, French weed, French, French everything. And it just showed me that the world could be a lot different than where I was and what I was used to. Fast forward to when I was 21, I found personal finance for dummies and the concept of passive income. Oh, if I can make income without physically having to be somewhere and that creates time that I can go back to when I was 15 and have all those emotions that I had around the world. Now you know where all this travel came from. I felt something when I was 15, right? But I think the number one thing you have to have is a why, and then you have to come up with a framework. And I came up with a framework, which was, I'm gonna buy real estate. I'm gonna, a broker taught me this. I'm gonna buy real estate, small price points, 80,000, 100,000. I'm gonna put them on my chessboard. I'm gonna go to work, work really hard, store money. When I have enough to buy another asset, buy that asset, store the cash flow off that asset, add it to my paycheck, and just keep pressing repeat, keep pressing repeat with the ultimate outcome being having paid off real estate much farther in the future, but I had that systematic patience to do it that
0: way. I, I love that, Mo. And, and just to, to go back to something you just said, once you established the why, and for you, maybe it was, having the time, freedom to go travel the world. It can be whatever your why is. And that's not why is in yellow. That's W H Y, folks. I actually had a question on that is <laughs> W-H-Y. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Someone said, why, what does why stand for? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I love you for whoever asked that question. But people think about, okay, I want to get into real estate to make a lot of money, right? Or I want to do this to make a lot of money. Folks, if that's your why, you're sorely mistaken because, and remember this, money is just a number on a scoreboard. All it is the scoreboard of a game you're playing. Money doesn't mean anything. It's what you can do with it. And, and you, you can right. always get more money. Money is, now granted, I know it can be hard to make more money, but the fact of the matter is money is infinite as we've mm-hmm. proven in the last mm-hmm. two years by printing 80% of our money supply. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. fluid, right? You can always get mm-hmm. more of it by, by various ways. My point in saying that is, Everyone, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Mo Philogene, Chad Sutton, and you all have 168 hours in a week, period, the end. And you have a number of weeks until you go to the next life and that's it. And so what you got to be focusing on is how do I leverage money to buy time? People Mm -hmm. talk about leverage money to make you more money. That's true. But the end goal is how do you leverage money to buy
1: time? You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you gotta, if we're talking about beginner's guide, it doesn't have to be real estate. So the, uh, ideally I like real estate and you like real estate for the tax benefits. I like giving people housing. I love the cash flow that comes off of it. But what I really stress to people is know your why, understand that you should pay yourself first. This is what I posted on LinkedIn today. I just went back to look. I was talking about the concept of why is the cable company more important than future Chad or future Maurice? Why? because 20 to 30 years of formal education and family upbringing says that we go to work, pay our bills first, live off what's rest, and if you have anything left, you might invest that. And for a beginner, all the financial bigwigs, if you want, always talking about paying yourself first, paying yourself first. I'll take it a step further and say, you don't even look at your bills right away. Pay your future self first, put that money somewhere where you can store it so you can go after an asset, Live off the rest. You make your investing life easy. You make your day-to-day life hard. Stuff is gonna come up in life. We, we, we have bills, we have things that come up. It's never gonna stop. I'm a testament to that. 20s, 30s, I, I'm decently okay with money. The bills keep rolling in. It just never stops. You have got to pay yourself first. And if you have a life-related need that really requires money, wait for the next paycheck to come. Never rob from your storage, ever because that money doesn't belong to you anymore. That belongs to your future self. And that's why I'm saying. My 47, 48 tomorrow year old self is so proud of my 23 year old self for starting down that path. For some reason, he knew to take care of me back then. So if you're a beginner, know your why. Pay yourself first. Store your money until you have enough to buy an asset. I don't care what asset you pick. It could be gold, it could be stocks, it could be bonds, it could be whatever. I chose real estate for a lot of reasons. But once you buy that asset, any money that comes off of it, don't spend it. Don't go buy the Mercedes. Take that money, put that money back in storage. It'll take you less time to get to the next asset. And if you have patience, even those assets that I bought, like real estate back in the day, Chad, that was like zero cash flow or even a little bit of negative cash flow sometimes. Well, I wouldn't do that nowadays, but even a little bit negative cash flow. I was aware, I I remember having awareness in my late 20s that, look, if I can just hold on to these for 10 years, the rent's going to go up. So it might be negative 100 today, but some of those negative 100 things that I had are like positive 1,200 today. You just have to get into the systematic rhythm and have systematic patience over a long period of time, paying yourself first, and then using that money, sending it out and expecting that $1 that you send out to come back with two friends three, four, five years later. So you're telling me this isn't an overnight thing?
0: (laughs) No, brother. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah, folks. Look, you guys hear me spit a lot of knowledge on this show. I'll be vulnerable here. And I'm going to tell you, I look up to my man, Mo, because he's further down the line than I am. I'm a young buck in the business. I've been fortunate to partner with the partners that I have, and I've gotten some brilliant experience. I'm still... I don't know, but I'm not going to date you too, man. I'm X number of years behind you, especially since my boy here just said he went to the library and predates AskJeeves.com. But
1: anyway. Ask
0: Jeeves. Oh my God. You remember that guy, yes, the little dude, I do. Ask I do. I do. I do. I do. That's funny. But where I'm going with it, folks, is look, it's easy to say pay yourself first, but what does that mean? And it there's this definite balance between how do you enjoy life now versus grow your future. And there's extremes to both of them. I'm not saying have zero fun, have zero drinks of beer, do nothing fun, put all your money after your mortgage into, don't, you got to live a little bit, but here's an example. I've done pretty well in real estate. There's been some ups and some downs, but I I joined a country club this year and, or about a year ago, actually. And you know what? I'm sick to death about it because I'm like, it's fun. I, I go out there and have fun, but it's like, I was having fun before that I, I, I could go play golf at a public golf course for mm-hmm. a quarter of mm-hmm. the price I, I can go eat at a restaurant mm-hmm. for the same price and the food's better than the club and so it's like why did i do this so it's don't focus your and, and that's probably going to disappear from my P and L pretty soon by the way my personal i, I don't I, I'm, I'm frustrated that i did it but anyway the point is, is think about stuff like that do you have a good paid off truck that is nice enough and it's a 2015 or do you really need that brand new GMC AT4 decked out, blacked out, all that kind of stuff right now? And especially if that puts another car payment on you, it's like you can add yourself a virtual coefficient of fun that makes every purchase worth it. But to most points, it's like, how do you consider the money that you're putting aside for these assets, not your money anymore? It's almost like it's Chad plus 20 or something, Chad plus 20 years. That's who you're stealing from. So I don't know if you have any more tips on that, but it
1: doesn't always register with me. like, oh, pay yourself first. Sure. What does that really mean? It took some time. It really took some time for me to get there. But when I had a couple of wins, then I felt it. And I tell people all the time, so the first investment condo, I bought a place to live, but the first investment condo I bought, I was 26. It was 90 grand and I was 26 years old. Chad, it was when I hit 41. And I think this is right around the time I'm meeting you guys. I had done all those condos over the year. And I think my trajectory on net worth and and income, like passive income, was like pretty straight. It was going up. But what happened over time is when I got to age 41, all of a sudden this started to happen. Like I noticed my net worth went from seven figures to eight figures very quickly because all the effort that I had put in over the years, it was starting to compound on top of itself. Even now, today, like I was doing for us, we got to redo our our financials, I'm like, oh shit, I'm worth more than I really understood that I'm worth. You just have to understand that the future is going to be there. Now, I will tell you, I don't believe in scarcity. I don't believe in saving every little thing you have to the point that you don't live. Because when people, you know my stats, right? I say I've been in 98 countries, 350 times, probably 70% of that was when I had no money. You, You must live while you're doing stuff. Now, here's especially when I coach people in lifestyle design, this is what I say. Look, get yourself a great, like when I was at Accenture, I was generally working virtual for eight years, even though I was a street cop, but I could manage that with PTO and all that type of stuff. But I was generally working virtual so I could be around the world on Accenture's dime or on the military's dime, or I would use some of my money because I wanted to go experience life and do different things. It was very important to me. I was not about to sacrifice 100% of present for 100% of future. That's not the thing but you can find ways to like, look, pen yourself first. Okay. Instead of going to Finland this month, maybe you're going to go in three months because you sent money down the road to buy an investment property. I didn't have it perfect. I, and I didn't have it all mapped out. I know that, but I did have a sense of if I just keep going at some point in the future, this is going to hit. And it took 15 years for me to realize how much, how, how good I did by, by doing that. Um, but again, if, if you can do this all you want, if you don't express, or excuse me, if you don't employ some patience with it, it'll just never, never it'll never happen because people it, are it so impatient now in our instant society with Uber and Amazon delivering everything and stuff. Financial freedom is not instant. And even if you win the lottery, you still have not built up the skills to maintain it or to multiply it anyway. That's why nine out of 10 lottery winners lose all their money because they don't have the skill set for it.
0: Yeah, and I think one, one common theme that you're hearing most say is we have chosen real estate. You don't have to choose real estate. Just choose an asset and, and preferably a hard asset, something yeah. that can't lose value when someone sh- sends out a tweet or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's whatever it is, and you can be active in it or you can be passive in it. We actually bring people along with us as passive partners at our deals. So that's a real estate method. There are people that do that with small businesses. You could be a part of an HVAC company, like just whatever asset that you understand, know, and can control and will generate ideally some cash flow and some upside, like you want cash flow and growth opportunities, folks. It doesn't have to be, and preferably don't do this in speculative assets, right? Things where it's, oh, I'll invest here, but I have no idea where up or down is. Like that's dangerous. But I say all that to say that as Mo was saying, it doesn't have to be at the expense of today necessarily no you you have to invest with the goal in mind and if that goal like when you're sitting on your deathbed okay Mm -hmm. and i hope to god when you're there by the way you're saying like you're out of breath you came skidding in on two wheels the bikes crashed at the door and you're saying what a ride that's what i hope your deathbed is like what i hope it's not is you were careful followed the herd meticulous the whole point of your life and, and you have regrets right but if you look back at that time and you're like wow I did something like this and I, I paid myself first and 15 years later or 10 years later or five years later, whatever it takes you, you bought your time freedom and you get to remember all the rides you took in life with that time freedom, not being tied to an office or stuck with two weeks vacation every year or whatever. It's a whole, even if you love your job, folks, it's a whole nother level of freedom
1: when you don't need it. It's, okay. It's, and Chad, I'm going to define time and financial freedom for them. That it ain't 20 million. It's not that people have gotten it confused. I really, especially when I coach people and even for myself, I understood that there was a basic needs number. There is an amount that you spend on a monthly basis. Let's say wherever you are in your career, you got about $4,000 worth of bills between the mortgage, the car payment, taking care of the kids. Maybe it's five grand, whatever. Okay. Your first goal is to get five grand of passive income to cover those basic needs. What people don't understand and what I didn't understand until I went through it is the moment your basic needs are covered, life opens in a way that is not easily explainable because you're not beholden to anything anymore. And the funny, now here's the thing that happens. You cover your basic needs and maybe you need about 1,000, 1, thousand, fifteen hundred more to actually live, right? But because you now have time freedom, the things that you do in life start to compound on each other because you have way more time for yourself. So I have friends who, one guy in particular still sticks out to me when I was doing the condo thing back in the day. He I did eventually switch to luxury condos in DC. It was a weird thing because you could buy them off plan and by the time they were built they were worth 50% more. It was crazy. But what he did was he bought four luxury condos. They all appreciated. He sold one, paid off one and then used his paychecks to pay off the other two. So he had three paid off condos paying like 5-6 grand total. Okay. That's it. He's out. He left. It took him 10 years or so, but he left the DC rat race. He moved to Thailand. You don't have to move to Thailand, but five five grand in Thailand, you're living like a king, right? He became a bartender in Thailand. He met his Thai wife out there. I think he has three or four kids now. He he just never, he, he was free, but it wasn't a $20 million thing or having to win the lottery or whatever. He was just like, no, this is the number that I need to live well on a day-to-day basis if I choose to live in this place. Now, I live in the DC market. I am choosing to live in a very expensive place. It's a choice. Don't tell me that you can't have financial freedom because you have too many bills relative to where you live, but you're choosing to live in New York City. It's just going to take you that much longer, right? So you've got to be honest with yourself on what kind of bills you have, why you have them. What, what's more important, time freedom? Or do you just wanna look good or say you live in a cool place? Gotta evaluate those kinds of things as well.
0: Nectar understands that raising capital is labor and time intensive, and we exist to solve that problem for you. Nectar provides fast, flexible, cash flow based financing for experienced rental owners and operators. Whether you need cash for acquiring properties, portfolios, or you simply need it for ROI generating renovations or expansion of staff, Nectar has your back. Grab your 12 month PNL with debt service and click the link in the show notes below to apply today. I love when you get on these rants. I was sitting here letting it go because Mo's soapbox is a beautiful place to watch from. And uh, let's talk about mm. the direction you take some of your students sometimes. And, and you guys yeah. may not know this Mo has a personal program called Try Life on by popular demand where people are like, How do you live this life that you do? I say, You know what? I'll show you. Right. Mm-hmm. So check that out on LinkedIn. But w- when you're talking to some of your students, How do you help them figure out, A, what is the goal? What do I
1: need to get there? And how do I start? How does that conversation go? So everything that I do, and I think everything that everybody should do should be from a lifestyle perspective. Real estate's just a tool to live life or gold is a tool to live life or your job is a tool. I tell my students, I need to know what your dreams are. Like, what's your perfect day? Where you want to be at? Don't give me a responsible day. Inevitably, every coaching student I have writes that the first iteration is a responsible day. Like I take care of my kids. I go to the supermarket. I'm like, no, go to dreaming. I'm in Barcelona. It's 7 a.m. The breeze is coming off the Mediterranean. The sheer blinds are coming in the window. The coffee maker's on. I can afford a nanny because of the the hustle that I do. I work from a coffee shop. My boy Chad gets there. We talk to three of our investors. We do some entrepreneurial shit. Then we decide to go break bread and have a glass of wine. To, no, we're going to have a bottle of wine together. Whatever your perfect day is, you, you start there. That perfect day honestly enables a thought process of what do I need? How do I want to live? What kind of job do I want? Where do I want to live? People get out of college now and they talk to the professor and the professor says, hey, Amazon is a great company. Great. I'm going to go live in San Francisco to work for Amazon. Why? When you never wanted to live there in the first place, right? So we go through that process and you know the five freedoms time, freedom, financial freedom, geographic purpose, relationships. We build goals under that. Typically, in the financial freedom bucket, there's a needs number and then there's the number that people want, like the big number, the 10 grand a month, the 20 grand. A month. Okay. What's your income? What's your expenses? If you know your income and expenses, if you make five, if you got 5,000 net coming in a month, and you got 2,500 of bills, then you can store $2,500 a month. That's storage. That means it's going to take you 10 months to get to 25 grand. That's your down payment. So now we know at month 10, you're going to buy an investment property. You want that to go faster? Go hustle. I have a coaching student who is working full time for a corporate entity virtually, making about 170. When she saw the timeline of getting to her first two assets, it was gonna take uh, a year and a half or something like that. She was like, "No, nah, we're gonna increase the income. So what we did was she got a second virtual full-time gig. Didn't tell the first. Neither company knew she was working for the Then she employed Pareto's law. Like, look, just do the 20% of the stuff at the jail that's gonna give you the 80% of the result and give you the paychecks. So instead of waiting 10 months to get to her first investment property, she got to investment property at month four. She'll get to another one by the end of the year. I think at the end of the year, she's gonna cap out because you remember when I was doing the police stuff, it was, it's just a lot. yes, yeah, a lot. But she wanted to prove to herself that she knew how to get assets on the chessboard, but she knows her number, the number that she wants to get to. So she was willing to increase her income through active work. She decreased her expenses a little bit. She got a couple more assets on the chessboard quickly, now the, thing, now the system is moving faster, right? Now, that financial freedom journey, it's going to take her 10 years probably, but she's on it and she has a rhythm and she has a virtual job to pay for life right now. And when she gets off career highway 10 years from now or less, she's just going to seamlessly get off because she's going to have these assets on the board that are going to take care of her anyway. But it all is informed by her perfect day because she, wants, she actually wants to live in Barcelona, Spain, spend time with her mom in Atlanta, go back and forth. So now I got her travel hacking and I taught her a couple things and stuff. That's how I get people to focus on what's important. Nowhere in that young lady's perfect day did it say I need $20 million. It just said I need enough money to live my way. Okay, so let's create the financial plan for you to live your way. People are chasing other people's version of success. It's insane what people are doing, saying I got to be the CEO who makes 30 million. For what? There are miserable people making thirty million dollars. Do what makes you happy. Just get enough money to cover that. That that is pure gold right there. And you say something often
0: that I that it's always stuck in my mind. Don't chase money because it will run. And so oh, if you're yeah. just if you're just chasing a number that is it's pie in the sky. that it is it's not what solves your problems. Like it, <laughs> you're gonna be running for a long time. Yes. I hope you're an athlete. You know? Yes, yeah. But folks, I want to come back to something that you mentioned in that story mm-hmm. just a second ago, Mo, and mm-hmm. the. You touched on the income side, and I'll just go get more income. A lot of people view their situation today as, well, I'm fixed income. My income is where it is, and I got to control my expenses and net it out. Uh, I'm here to tell you that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. And you you mentioned something else that was very important. So let's just dive into Pareto's Law for just a second on how you applied it there. Folks, Pareto's Law is doing the 20% of your need, or let's just say in a job, It's the 20% of the work that gets you 80% of the results. And this is a mindset I really struggled with because before I left corporate America, Mo, you know this, I was a perfectionist and I was always climbing up the rung to the next ladder. And it was really hard once I got on this journey to say, okay, I'm only going to do the 20% of the work that yields me the 80% of the results. Because guess what? Jack Welch said this, at any given time, there's about 10% of a company that needs to be let go. They're probably doing 10 or 20%, right? Of what needs to happen. If yes. you're doing 80, if you're doing 20% yes. of what needs to happen and getting 80% of the result, you're not going to get fired. You you may not be up for senior executive tomorrow, but right. you're going to be a strong contributor in the company. And that's the mindset you have to change to because that allows you to change your income time. So you think about it, it's a dollar per hour question. So if you're working a hundred hours a week and making a hundred grand, do the math. What is your real cost or, or income per hour versus mm-hmm. if you can do that same job, at at 50 hours a week, and I'm hoping you're not working that much, but I'm using an example. If, if, you're, if you if can do that same job at 50 hours a week and only drop to 80% of the result instead of 100 or 110, think about what your dollar per hour just went to. And so now it's like you're divvying up that time. Now you may have 50 more hours. If you're used to working 100 hour a 100-hour-a-week hustle, you got 50 hours a week, you can go do something on the side and,
1: and maybe even yes.
0: double that income. You
1: know what That's I'm saying? That's it. And it hit me, Chad, in 2013, so that was 15 years into my corporate career. Analyst to consultant to manager to senior manager. Now I wanna make partner and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. And this was me like melding into corporate culture, going to the networking events, doing the employee resource group. Like I was doing everything. But what I started to realize was now freedom wasn't coming. Just more responsibility was coming. The goalposts kept moving. So that's when my mindset changed. And I post about this some, every once in a while. I'll post about in 2013, that was the last promotion I ever took. And I retired in 2021. I just stopped taking promotions because for the relative extra 30 grand or 40 grand I was going to get in a promotion, that was going to add another 30, 40 hours of work. And I didn't want that. I didn't want that responsibility. I, what I wanted to do was be very good at what I was doing and get outcomes for two particular bosses that I had. I got very good at training them to give me the outcome and I will go get it done. Just let me go get it done my way. All I cared about at Accenture anyway, the corporate firm that I worked for, and to caveat, I loved my experience. So I'm not shitting on corporate or anything like that. But all I wanted from Accenture because it was purposeful. A job should be a purpose, me being a police officer, us doing quattro, it's a purpose. A job should be a purpose, your God-given reason for being on this planet, or it should be purposeful, like getting up checks. Accenture was for me to get those checks. I don't need to do the 80% to get the checks. I'm gonna do the really hard stuff, the 20% that gives me 80% of the results, generate two paychecks, I'm gonna protect my time, then I'm gonna go take that money and go out there and go find some real estate that's gonna pay for me later. So when everybody was looking at me very funny when I was a 20-year executive who was not a partner, what they didn't realize was that I was building a massive real estate portfolio that got even crazier when I met you guys with Quattro, right? On the outside, that was gonna take care of me. If I had not protected my time, or if I had not started using Pareto's Law to my advantage, there's no way that it happens, right? It's just a conscious choice. And one of the reasons why people go do everything and be the perfectionist and all that type stuff when it's not necessary, because that's what we were trained to do. That's what we were told, because we were in high school, we started competing with each other. It's valedictorian, who's the MVP, who's gonna get the AP classes, who's gonna get to the Ivy League schools. That shit translated right to the work world, who's gonna be the consultant, who's gonna be the manager, who's gonna be the exec VP, and it puts blinders on us. And we just go for that as a goal without realizing there's so much life out here, paying attention to your financial freedom journey because the point of working is to one day not have to work, I worked. But I wanted to get out of work, so for the beginner who's listening, since that was the original topic, nah man, be intentional with your time. Do hustle for your company, do good for them, get those two paychecks, but then apply those things systematically on the outside, so you have choices later in life. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that I used to work with, they're still there and they have no path out, and now they're freaking out because there's layoffs coming again, right? It's a tough thing, but you can plan that journey. I think people can be way more intentional about planning that journey, but they got to go through the self-education route to understand it. Yeah, folks, look, income buys assets by
0: lifestyle, okay? And if you hear nothing else that we say today or that's coming out of my mouth, most said a lot of stuff, but if you hear nothing else that's come out of my mouth, it is that it's not about what you do or how you do it. What you have to separate your mind into is for a while in your life, you're the way to generate money from nothing is to trade your time for money. So when That's you right. don't have money to invest, you first have to create it. And and the yes. most common way is to trade time for money. OK, yes. but where most of us mess up is we go from income Trading time for income to buying liabilities, which usually yes. aren't even assets like cars and other bullshit, yep. right? And by the way, your home is, we can argue that one, but your home is generally not an asset. An asset by all my right, definition is something that puts money in your pocket. And if you're living there, Me you're too. not putting money in your pocket. Point is income buys the assets by lifestyle. so if you live by that mantra, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're working on the corner of fifth and broad, or if you're a consultant for executive or whatever it is, or, or, or you're a consultant for Accenture, what you need to do is maximize your time versus income ratio, like we just talked about. If you can get a second hustle and do do Pareto's Law, like we talked about, go listen to that section again. Maximize your income. Figure out how much you have to live off of with a little fun, but don't blow it all in liabilities. Take that money and buy assets. And then the money from those assets buy your livestock and where I want to close with, if I kick it over to you, Mo, you've done this. Okay. And, And the reason I want to do this is you are living proof that this works. So we've already been through the story of you You invested for 15, 20 years and you look down one day and holy smokes, it's going like this. And you made some life choices. You've been doing it for a couple of years. Talk about the fact that you don't have to work anymore if you don't want to, you'd probably be bored, but you're, you don't have to do work anymore. You've made life decisions. You moved to another country. Just talk about what's possible there because you're living proof that it works. I see. It's
1: intention, man. Yeah. I do believe in the reticular activating system the thing that our radar, our law of attraction, all those things. A lot of the things that have happened to me in my journey. So the two examples are the financial freedom journey. I said it out loud when I was 21. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to do it. I just was like, no, I guess I got to find a way to financial freedom. And then I said in 2015, when I was, I hadn't met you yet. I was two, three years from meeting you. I was running a field office for the federal law enforcement agency that I worked for in Turkey. And it was on the Aegean Sea, but if you go a little bit south, Chad, it's on the Mediterranean. I fell in love with the area and you know the story. I said out loud in 2015, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but I'm gonna work and live in the Mediterranean, no idea. And how it happened was I was having a conversation with someone, she mentioned to me that the husband of a fellow college graduate, who I I didn't really know her, but her husband is a Cypriot and he's a real estate developer on the island of Cyprus. Okay. Universe is talking to me. So when you see opportunities like that, or when you listen to a podcast like this and you have an innate feeling that you need to do something, you need to do it. You don't wait. You do it. So as soon as I heard that, I was on a Zoom call with this man, I don't know, three days later. As soon as the airports opened from COVID, I was on a plane four days later and in his living room. And now we're on our third development project, in Cyprus. That's not a money thing, that's a lifestyle thing. I chose to go that route. You can choose to do things. What is really difficult for people, our peers, coworkers, neighbors, and family keep putting on us what we are supposed to be. And you feel that around you all the time. Mo, you're supposed to be the dude who goes to the NFL or you're supposed to be this in DC. Why do you, no, I don't, I'm not interested in status quo. I'm not interested in other people's definitions and definitions of success. And the interesting thing is I didn't realize what was happening when I was on that financial freedom journey and even powered by Quattro now, that tool of economic empowerment has made me more emboldened to live life the way that I want to live it, period. It's such a wonderful tool. If you look at it from a, how can I use this to live life unapologetically? How can I use this to make my extraordinary ordinary? You know my lifestyle. I'm in D.C. Chad, is like Mo, well, where are you? Are you in Lebanon? Are you in D.C.? Or in Cyprus? I don't know where you are. Feels extraordinary to other people, but it's my ordinary at this point. I just do it right. Real estate as a tool is wonderful because what it does is it frees up your time. It allows you to work from anywhere. Technically, I don't have to work, but we will all do. I don't want to sit idle. I I want to grow as a human, and that's one of the other reasons, Chad. New York. Born in New York, raised in Boston, live in the DC area. I've done the East Coast of the United States for 45 years. I'm not learning anymore on the East Coast. That's one of the reasons why I wanted my life to be partially in other countries, because I want to learn a different way while I'm still alive and breathing and do something uniquely different. I think people can really push for the lifestyle that they want if they think outside the box. Just because the crowd is going right doesn't mean you have to, you can go left. That's what's happened in my entire journey. For some reason, the crowd keeps going right. And I'm like, I'm going to see y'all later. I'm going to go left because it suits me. Now, what people have to figure out what suits them. But what I'm trying to get across is something like real estate, something like investing for your future self and paying attention to that journey empowers all of that so you can live life as intended. Yeah, I'm going to mic drop it right there. That,
0: that is the perfect way to end the episode. Mo, thanks for coming on, sharing yeah. your experience and just how you think about things. It's like. Folks, mindset makes all the difference. And mindset is not this mystical, use the force Luke thing from Star Wars, right? Like mindset, very simple. It's what are you trying to achieve? What's your why? And when you get crystal clear on that, it's amazing. So brother, thank you I, for coming I agree. on.
1: Yeah, man, of course, of course.
0: Do you manage multiple legal entities? Is your data scattered across various unsecure systems? Is your team spending too much time on manual processes? Do you struggle to meet reporting deadlines? Simplify Entity Management and Compliance with EntityKeeper. EntityKeeper helps easily manage entities, build and maintain complex organizational charts, and track filing deadlines. All in one secure, cloud-based platform. And with automated alerts and centralized document storage, you'll stay two steps ahead of compliance deadlines. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and book a demo. And what a mic drop that was. I love when Mo gets on here and gets on Mo's Soapbox because the guy's just so passionate and and he's achieved this. He's living proof that it works. And so we're here to help you if you have any needs in this world or or you want to talk about how you too can generate this financial freedom. Check out Mo, check out me. Anyone on the team can help you with this kind of a discussion. So hope you found this valuable. If you did, please like us, five-star review, subscribe, like, whatever modality you're on. Interaction that you like the episode is the only way to grow the show and pay it forward to someone else who can use this episode. Share it to a buddy. This is all word of mouth. We don't make a dime off this show. It's just word of mouth to get the message out there. So I appreciate you so much for that. Folks, as a reminder, we'd love to take feedback. If you want to email us at podcast at thequatroway.com, we're always listening, always looking for episodes to do, topics you want to hear. Love to hear from you there. If you want to be on the show, you can apply at thequatroway.com slash podcast. And, folks, Thequattroway.com slash invest is where you can register to see our offerings, interact with us, get to know us, and we'll work through all that kind of stuff to build a relationship and see if we're a good fit for you now or in the future. And lastly, all the social medias. We're on YouTube and TikTok at the Real Estate Runway podcast. Just went viral on a video yesterday, so we're super excited about that. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get to a million views by the time the week is over on that one. And uh, last little bit, If you are wanting to check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the others, check us out at our partner pages at thequattroway.com or at Team Quattro Capital, one word, no special characters. We'd love to interact with you everywhere that you're out there and want to be interacted with. So this has been another episode of the Real Estate Runway podcast. Until next time, friends, over and out. We hope this episode was insightful and brought value to your day. If so, please be awesome and leave us a five-star review. Find out how Team Quattro can help you at thequattroway.com. Until next time, this is the Real Estate Runway Podcast.